Hello again, welcome to another edition of The Boardroom to the Locker Room, and it's a great pleasure to welcome onto the show this evening, Mr. Comrades Marathon, synonymous with the race for so many years, so many times he won the race, Bruce Fordyce, welcome to the show, nice to chat to you again, Bruce. Yeah, nice to chat to you too, Louis, great to be chatting. So, obviously, this magnificent race, great, steeped in history, and you're at the Expo, I believe, ahead of this weekend's race, different time of year for a change. Yeah, well, it's August. It's thrown a little spanner into the works of the South African runners because they've had to train right through our winter. But at least we've got a race. I mean, the last two years has been devastating not having a Comrades Marathon. We've we've got a race, and I think every Comrades runner would choose any date, you know, just to have our race back. And also nice to see 15,985 as I look at the official website. I didn't have that that figure just like popped into my head. With two days rather and a bit to go uh, before the start of the race, nice big entry field. Um, um, well, yeah, Louis, but it's still down on what would be normal um, because I think there was a lot of uncertainty earlier in the year about whether or not there would be a race. And so some people weren't sure whether to start training. I think the winter training might have put some off because kind of normal for comrades would be around about 20,000. But I'm sure we will, I'm sure next year, 2023, we'll, numbers will be up. Even also, in the years that you ran it, it ended up always on what, that long weekend around the 31st of May and Monday was off and it made it a little easier for people to move around from distances like Johannesburg and so on to Durban? Yeah, it was there a, it used to be the old Republic Day, 31st of May, and then it moved. Then it, it, Comrades has always struggled to find a home. So in its very earliest days, it was actually Empire Day, uh, 24th of May, then Republic Day, and then sometimes June 16th. And it's just always battled to find a day. I'm biased. I think the race is so incredible. It's such a part of South Africa's DNA that there should be a national holiday and they should call it Commerce Day and get on with it. Um, but we have holidays for far less important things. Um, and I think Commerce should have a day. But I think in the end, it'll go back. It'll probably return to a June date in future years. So then if that does happen, it'll obviously be a shorter period of time between, let's say, this year's race and next year's race. How would that affect runners? Yeah, they'll have to get cracking. I mean, they won't have too long before they've got to get started again. But I suspect that next year will still be August. My little spies tell me they've already booked August for next year. So you're probably talking back to June in 2024. Let's go back, uh, if we may, Bruce, 1979. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I remember clearly... I must be honest, it was uh, in the days when I was still working for what was, I guess, then the SABC, uh, Capital Radio, then the SABC, and it was a race that was covered. It was kind of not anywhere near as big as it got later on. But uh, how much has it changed? Well, so I actually gave a speech last night to Savage's running club in here in Durban, one of the old running clubs. And the race, it's, it's strange. It sounds like I don't know what I'm talking about, but it's, it's remained the same and yet it's changed. So it's always the 90Ks between Durban and Peter Maritzburg. It's up run, then a down run, then uh, the green numbers when you've done 10. And then a whole lot of other things, of course, have changed. There was a different national anthem then. Never had Shosha Laws at the start. We didn't have Chariots of Fire in 1979 because the movie hadn't been made yet. Um, there was no prize money. Bitter subject for those of us who were winning back then. Um, and it was smaller. In 79, there were a handful of black runners and women runners because black runners and women had only been allowed to run since 1975. So that was still building up. Um, and it was it was still organized. 79, the race was still organized by a club called Collegian Harriers. I have a gold medal for finishing in the top 10. I finished third in 79. And my ribbon is the red and black of Collegian Harriers, the ribbon on the medal. The ribbon now on the medal is gold and black, which is the colors of the Comrades Marathon Association. So it became so big shortly after that that they formed their own body and, and the race became a separate entity. It didn't belong to a club anymore. 
Interesting. Thank you for the history there and great as it sounds. But I'm right in saying that in apartheid South Africa, which we were in then, this particular event kind of allowed, if you like, more participation across the races than any other sport did. Yes, look, it showed the way. I mean, it definitely showed the way. It showed the way forward. Um, and uh, I think comrades always, you know, since 75 has been an example of everybody just striving together. One nation, all going for it, everybody helping each other to beat that dreadful final cutoff gun. And what we can achieve when we all just work together to achieve something great. And so comrades was kind of showing that way even back then uh, in the 70s. And also, unlike other sports, and I guess training has changed and diet has changed, but primarily what you did in 1979 and what they're going to do on Sunday is the same thing, strap on a pair of shoes and run 89.85 kilometers, unlike golf and other events and cricket where the bats are bigger and the equipment has changed. This is just genuine. Anybody can get out there slog up and down the road and eventually qualify yeah. to run, run in the comrades. The shoe technology has advanced considerably, okay? I mean, we've got things like air soles and gel soles and all sorts of funny, and, and titanium uh, plaques inside our shoes and all that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, if I go back to one of my heroes, Alan Robb, who I've raced a lot in comrades, 1978, he had an old pair of in those days, they were called Tigers with a very thin sole, and a canvas upper, and he ran five hours, 29 minutes. They may not run that time this year. They may not run as fast as Alan ran back in 1978. And he ran the whole race on water and flat coke. That's what he ran. No scientific things. He probably, I know Alan well, the night before he had a cheeseburger, chips, and two castles. And then then the next day, get up, go and run. And you do 529, and, then, and they might not run 529 on, on Sunday. And most probably, they might not run as fast as that. And most probably, the pair of red socks that he had on uh, were nothing like the socks. That yes, well, that, that's a nice subject. I, I can't wait to see him because his red socks were for Liverpool, because he's a Liverpool uh-huh. fanatical, Liverpool supporter. And I, on the other hand, am a Manchester United supporter. So I'm not going to mention what happened a couple of days ago. But when I see him, I'm going to say that because of load shedding, I was unable to watch the game. Can you tell me the score? How much did Liverpool win by? <laughs> well, I, well, you know, I fall into the same bracket. I fall into the same bracket as you. And the pain that we had to take from Liverpool supporters since 2018 oh, without having yeah. beaten them. Now, listen, we can't, United can't beat anybody, but the one side they beat all the time at the moment is Liverpool. Oh, That's the only absolutely. one. We, can't, we can't, beat, can't beat Brentford. We get hammered 4-0, but we can beat Liverpool. Uh, anyway. yeah, in, the, in the days gone by, and we've gone off the subject, but so what? I mean, in the days gone by, it used to be Liverpool's biggest game of the season was to beat United, never mind about the league. Oh, no, United were winning 13 league uh, yeah. titles and Liverpool none. I guess the roles have reversed a bit there. No, let's my, talk more uh, about... My, my whole fo- football season's made because we beat Liverpool. That's <laughs> it. I don't care. We can, we can lose. We can just, if the, to make the double, if we can beat them at Anfield later in the season, that'll be, that'll be the absolute cherry on the top. Anyway, oh, yeah, back to running. Well. Back to your days of running the Comrades and you talk about uh, Alan Robb. What, do you, what time do you think Alan Robb would have run if he was 20 years younger or 30 years, maybe 40 years younger, and he was running in today's situation with, like you say, the energy drinks and the, the fancy foods and all the rest no, of it go with it? He'll run the same, 5.29, and they'll probably win it. Alan's that kind of runner that he's set in his way, so he would still probably have his normal drink, which was water and flat coke, and he'd still probably have a cheeseburger the night before and two beers and, and still run 5.29, probably win it. 
Yeah, unless I was there, then I would do 527 and beat you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you'd pass him on Polly's shorts, wouldn't you? Well, it's a down run this year. So down run, we we run down Polly's. But this year, no, I'd pass him on 45th cutting near the end, coming into Durban. <laughs> Absolutely. That uh, road down into Durban. Let, <laughs> let's uh, go back to, to the, the heydays. Uh, and I say heydays, and I don't mean it with any disrespect. And I'm not trying to blow smoke up your you-know-where, but I mean, yeah. you, you were amongst the, the, the likes of, of the Clive Rices of South African sport in those days and the Graham Pollocks and so on. Mm. But it was so much more amateur. And I guess you talk about Alan eating a cheeseburger. Is it true you used to enjoy a little glass of red wine and some pasta the nights before you ran? Plenty. Plenty of wine. No, no. I mean, <laughs> okay, not, I was not, the night, okay, not the night before. Okay, so I would be pretty good the night before. Um, but yeah, I was, I mean, when I started running comrades, I was a student. What do students do? You know, we party a lot. So I would certainly, and then I always used to say what I love particularly about comrades, it's old date was that, um, it was in June, end of May. So when we finished, then we were, then that was it. You could, you could miss most of winter while you recover. And I always used to quote from Star Wars. Now it's time to go across to the dark side (laughs) and we go across to the dark. The dark side after comrades was bad. You know, that, that, that was my party time. But in, in the race itself, there was also a sort of a dark side because you were never one that, that ran and led start to finish kind of thing. You always were that guy that somebody always knew was going to come up behind and nice little smile, wave, and off you went. Um, yeah, it's because, and this is how I advise people to run, everybody, novices, even people who are slow. Comrades does not reward the brave. Comrades rewards the meek. The meek shall inherit the comrades. So what I mean by that is you've got to start like a coward and you finish like a hero. It's 90 Ks. It's hell. It's got huge, huge mountains, not hills, mountains to climb. And generally it's quite hot and steamy on a down run. Once you get to Pine Town, you're in the hot humidity of the KZN. The only way to run comrades is to run it with caution from the word go cautious as possible let everybody go and then as it unfolds you slowly start to feel better you're starting to feel stronger you're starting to pull people back people are starting to walk around you they're starting to crack then you move near the end and that was why i was very successful at always running a faster second half and it wasn't because i was a tactical genius or anything like this because i was scared i don't want to hurt and it hurts like you know 90 k's hurts no one wants to force themselves to feel pain. So you want to feel as little pain as possible. And then finally, to lead the comrades is the most pressure you've ever felt in your life. It is terrifying in front. So what you want to do is take the lead right near the end and have as little time in the front as possible. Take the lead, lead for about 10 minutes and hit the finish stadium. That's the best. (laughs) That's the way to do it. Uh, Yeah, but, you know, people think they can win it from the start. Yeah. And and so they try and win it. You'll see on Sunday, some people will go flying out at the start. Sub four minute mile to appear on television. Look, mom, here I am. Yeah. And then the rest of the day, you're in terrible, terrible trouble. So let's uh, talk about the things that haven't changed. Obviously, the distance is pretty much the yeah, same up the and same. down. And yeah. that feeling, tell me what it's like when they hand you the message from the mayor of Peter Maritzburg oh, and the mayor of Durban oh. and that rose and you hit the grass of wherever the Kingsmead or yeah. Scottsville racetrack or wherever it ends. And, and what's that feeling like? I mean, yeah, it's incredible. Go back and 
Okay, there was there was no rose in my day. The rose is a new thing, but there was the mayor's baton. So it's a baton like a relay baton that you get in a relay race, and it's in the in the colours of Comrades Association. So it's black and gold, and inside there's a letter from the mayor of the city that you left to the mayor of the city that you arrive at, and the the winner. And I'm happy to report that the ladies' winner now as well carries that baton around the last lap and it's like carrying Excalibur you know like this Excalibur coming out of the lake or the or the Statue of Liberty but it's the flames on it's so exciting and it lifts your hand right into the air and I was actually talking to the Savages Club last night I said in fact it's like a door knocker yeah because the the, the winners tend to wave it in the air it's like I'm here I've got the baton I've got the baton but it's actually like the art uh, the, the act of knocking on a door and I, I realized what it actually is it's saying to everybody here I am I'm winning but I'm knocking on the door to tell you that behind me come the bravest, most courageous, most incredible people you've ever seen stand by to be totally amazed for the whole day because some of them are only going through halfway. I mean, when the leader comes yeah. in, some people are running through Drummond, which is halfway. And they're running through Drummond through halfway and they're that slow because they didn't choose their parents correctly like I did. <laughs> and so they're, they're twice as heroic. You know, it's, it, if you're genetically gifted and you can do it in five and a half hours, it's over quite quickly. But, you know, poor old Joe Ordinary going through Drummond who didn't choose his parents correctly. He's got a long day ahead of him. Baton is almost like an announcement to say, here they come. Here come the comrades' finishers, and they're all totally amazing, and they're going to be finishing all day long. And to talk about Joe, Joe Drummond or Joe Soap, uh, yeah. he, along with all his fellow mates, will be the majority of the number of runners that will finish in the last hour or two. Oh, yeah, yeah. More than half the field finishes in the last hour. So you can go the whole day and still more than half of the runners. So if you take 15,000 people, you know, 8,000 of them on Sunday are going to finish between 11 hours and 12 hours. You know, that's when they're going to finish. And so those runners, in fact, especially when the race was in June, they start in the dark in the early morning, 5.30 yeah. in the morning, and they finish in the dark. Yeah. They finish getting Diff- dark when they finish. They've been out yeah, there the whole day. The re- yeah. They've got something up. How many races have you done now? Can you count? I've done 30. Yeah, but I'm a youngster. Last night, I was Dave Williams, who's going for 40 with Kenny Craig. I feel like a junior. I was chatting to Barry Hollander. I'm quite inexperienced, but I've done 30. I haven't, and I, my last one was 2012, so it's quite a while since I ran. Your name will be synonymous with the race, as is and was. Yeah. I mean, he, he was there. And it must be amazing to have your name sort of next to his yeah look i still i mean i pinch myself sometimes you know especially when it's this weekend and it's comrades and i i, I was chatting to helen luca who won she won three times in the 1980s so she and i were together on the podium of a few years and she said to me she can't remember that young lady who did it said <laughs> she can't run 5k's at that speed and i said i know what you mean helen i sometimes have to look at a photograph of me running and or winning and think was that really me that's a long time ago, you know, but, um, but yeah, it was. So I, I pinched myself that, first of all, when I started running, I, I've written a book called Winged Messenger about my first run. And that sounds like a pretentious title, but Winged Messenger is at Hermes, who's the, uh, that's the logo of Comrades. So the, the Hermes is on the medal and on the badge. And if you told me when I ran, my first run was 10 minutes around the Wits University rugby field. If you told me that night when I ran that I would one day not only finish comrades, but that I would one day win it. I would have said you're on drugs. I mean, well, I can't win comrades. Yeah. But about six years later, I did. You know, so yeah, it's, uh, I still pinch myself. It's amazing, amazing. You know, it's and I'm I'm so I'm so honoured because people want photographs of me and they want my autograph. It's quite <laughs> a strange feeling. My, my son, who idolised all the cricketers when he was young, he loved Jonty Rhodes and Huntsy and 
and all those guys. There was some function we were all at where there was a whole bunch of sportsmen and some people were asking me for an autograph. And he looked at me and said, Dad, why do they want you to sign? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know exactly. I mean, not that I'm anywhere near as famous as you, but. Yeah, no, but you, yeah, you, you're, sort of... you're in the, you're in the, we're all in the entertainment business. Oh, so sport, like sport, sport is yeah. the entertainment business. We're, we're, we're all actors. We're all actors on the stage, as Shakespeare said. You know, so yeah. we, we're all part of it, yeah. There has to be somebody to talk about the race, albeit I've done more than you. Yeah. I mean, not run yeah. one. I've flown in a helicopter 13 times there's, along the race, which is fantastic the first to time, say. Louis, you can buy my book, and then I'll sign it for you, and then you, you'll show. You start off with a 10-minute run around the Vitz rugby fields, and then after that, it's, it all falls into place. I don't, I don't know I'll make that, I don't even make the 10 minutes around the Vitz rugby field the way I am right now. <laughs> Let's just, you mentioned Helen Luca. Let's just talk a little bit about the lady side of things. Yeah. Are you amazed that Frith van der Mavis record still stands since 1989? Um, not really, because Frith was an enigma. I mean, she was a very, very special runner. So her 5.54 down is an incredible time, but it correlates very closely to Gerda Stein's 5.58 in the last comrades yeah. in 2019. In fact, I would even go so far as to say, luckily Frith probably can't hear me saying this, but I would go so far as to say Gerda's 5.58 up is better than Frith's 5.54 down. One of the problems now to break Frith's record is the race finished in Kingsmead then. Now it finishes in Moses Mabida Stadium, which is another 900 meters longer, about yeah. a kilometer longer. So the women's champion not only has to run out of her sock like Frith did, she's also got to go even faster to break the record. Um, and I've got no doubt it will happen. Uh, you know, records are, don't last forever, but it, it's very hard to run that time. Very hard to run that. Frith was 15th overall that day. She was 15th in yeah. the race. I mean, she, she beat some of the best men in the country, in the world that day, and came 15th. And it's more difficult down, isn't it? It's more painful going down, Louis. It's more painful. Your legs get pounded running down all the steep downhills. So I don't want to put anybody else off, but your most precious muscles in your body are your quadricep muscles in the front of your thighs. And those are absolutely hammered by the time you get into Durban. And if you're very lucky, you've only lost three toenails. And yeah. you're coming in, you know, at the end, it hurts a lot. Yeah, the down run hurts. Up run is more about strength and, and good running. I love I loved that. I, I was more, I think I'd worked out the up run. I, I never quite worked out the down run. It sounds, sounds a bit arrogant because I did win the down run, but I ne- always felt a genetic. I hadn't got my ultimate on the down run. I thought, always thought I could go faster, but I couldn't work out where I could go faster. The city of both Durban and Maritzburg and the 90-odd kilometers between the two have really had a real rough time in the last year or so yeah. the wow, riots yeah. and the floods. Yes, I mean, they yeah. desperately deserve this, don't they? Oh, yeah. This and, event and, and, it's so fantastic. Again. Yeah, it's so fantastic because there are, so, there are a lot of overseas runners coming, a lot of tourism. Can't You've got to get this race back. Listen, don't get me on the subject of lockdown. Louis. I think it was one of the greatest. Lockdown didn't save a single life. It was one of crime against humanity. Uh, yeah, well, it destroyed tens of thousands of people's jobs and lives. We nearly lost our beloved comrades, but luckily it's back. And Sunday is like somebody coming up from the deep underwater when you're desperate for air. Comrades is going to pop its head up above the water and go, ah, we're back. And then the following year, you'll see it will absolutely explode. It will explode. Oh, globally, it will explode. We keep talking about Comrades Marathon, but Bruce, you're also uh, very involved in other stuff. I mean, you were, am I right, the founder of the Sports Trust? No, 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 no. I, was, I worked for the Sports Trust, which does sports development. I didn't found it, but I was CEO for a few years doing sports development yeah and that was really rewarding i i still occasionally have the odd thing to do with them 
uh, with helping here and there. But um, yeah, and it's still going from strength to strength. So that's great. I enjoyed my time there. And now, now my two biggest things are one is that I, I started a park run in South Africa, and I'm sure you've heard of it. Park runs, 5K free yeah. time to run or walk on a Saturday morning. And 26 people came to our first park run. That was uh, November 2011. And now we have 1.2 million registered members. And it's, it's fantastic. And I'm, gonna, I'm here down in Durban, so I will do a Durban park run on Saturday, probably in Schlange. Um And then I've also got, uh, what I do now is I've got a training. I coach people with a group of friends called Fordyce Fusion. And we've got a lot of our athletes, about 100 of them running today. And we will be at the expo and uh, people will be coming along and chatting to us and we give them last bits of advice. And that's very rewarding. And then, yeah, and then I, occasionally I write. So I write for some of the newspapers and I r- have written a book as I told you, which you'll have to get, Lou, because it'll show you how you can run your first comrades in 2023. Bruce, I'm quite happy to try a park run before I try the yeah, 10 well, minutes come around a, the Vitz. Come field. along, come along. You'll, you'll, you'll enjoy it. Park run's fantastic. You can walk, um, just register, join, you print your little barcode, you come along, it's free. And at the moment, we're doing a big drive defibrillators at all our park runs because they're incredibly <laughs> safe. But, we, but we'd, we want, we just would have, definitely have a defib there for you. Uh, Louis, in case you got into trouble at two and a half k's. Um, yeah, we're doing a big punt to get TFIBs at all our park runs. Can you have one at 500 meters, please? Yeah, if anyone wants to donate, they can. If any park run is listening, you can donate to our cause at Backer Buddy. So thank you. We, we, we're trying to get them for, uh, literally. We've got 200 different events plus minus. So park run is huge now. I mean, you basically can mention a Dorpy or a city and we've got a park run there. My hotel window on the beachfront in Durban, I'm looking at North Beach, the route for North Beach park run in Durban, which before lockdown was the biggest park run in the world. Wow. Most participants in the world. Yeah. So Saturday morning, where's the park run? I'm going to be okay. at the Shunga park run. But park run is, is transportable. So my home park run is Delta Park in Joburg, but I've run park runs all around the world. I've done one in Russia. I've done one in Poland. I've done five in Australia one in the USA, and I've done almost every one in South Africa. So you just have to take your little barcode along with you, and, the, and, you, and that gets scanned when you cross the line, and then you get your result a few hours later. And so this week I'm doing a Shlanga. Next week I'll be back in Joburg. I'll probably do one of the ones I haven't done up there. In fact, next week, sorry, I'm going to do Witz Park Run because it is Witz University's 100th celebrations, 100th anniversary celebration. So I will do Vitz Park Run next Saturday. But, you know, about what, six weeks ago, I ran Stornoway Park Run in the Outer Hebrides in Scotland. Oh it's 5Ks, it's free, it's on a Saturday morning. Don't forget your barcode. And you can walk. Oh. I was, I've been injured. After two oceans, I got injured. And I walked park runs at the back over an hour. Nobody laughs at you. You can never be last. We have a person called a tail walker. It's the greatest introduction to starting to exercise you can ever get because it's a safe place where you feel comfortable and nobody will laugh at you. You can be slow, you can be fast, you can do whatever you like. So if you want to beat the guy that's won the Comrades Marathon more times than I've had hot breakfast, some Schlanger mm-hmm. Rocks is the place to go this weekend. Yes, some Schlanger Rocks. Don't forget you your barcode. <laughs> don't forget your barcode because then if you do beat me and you don't have a barcode, then you're not oh, yeah. in the results. You can still run. And so you'll, there'll be no proof that you beat me. And by the way, to beat me over 5Ks nowadays is not anything worth both posting about, I can tell you. <laughs> Lots of people are going to beat me. Yeah. But mess up a story with the facts. I beat Bruce Fordyce. You don't have to say when he was 60. Well, I mean, just, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, no, absolute group. I sometimes win my age group, and I'm in a lacquer age group because most of my opposition's dead. So it's quite a good <laughs> age group to be in. <laughs>
<laughs> like Gary Blair always says, I can shoot under my age. Yeah, yeah. Lewis, it's always, it's been yeah. a great pleasure talking Thanks, to you. And all the best for the part. Yeah, run. thank Enjoy you. Enjoy the comrades. Enjoy the expo. Yeah. And I'm we look forward to catching up yeah, again soon. Thanks, Louis. And I hope to see you at a, at a park run soon. Just go along. You'll see. It's magic. You tell yeah, me just, when you're at Century very... City in Cape Town. I'll be there. There's a beautiful park run at Century City. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely sensational. It's one of my favorites. Come along and do it. Bruce, okay, thanks, thank Louis. you very much. Enjoy the day. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's Bruce Fordyce, not only a gentleman, a scholar, an incredible athlete, and a wonderful human being, talking to us on From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. That's tonight's show. Until tomorrow evening, when we look ahead to all of the sporting activities that will take place over the weekend. Cricket, soccer, Grand Prix, motor racing, you name it. It's all happening. Till then. Good night.